0: Hello and welcome back to a brief history of the United States. I'm your host Andrew Pulaski and today we'll be covering the effects of the Civil War. This is a pretty broad subject so I'm going to be focusing on one portion of America's population at a time. The groups I'll be focusing on are African Americans, slaveholders, people in the states where the war was fought, women and the American population as a whole. I'll also be splitting the effects on each group into four categories, political, social, and economic, with the fourth being a sort of extra or miscellaneous for any that don't really fit into the previously mentioned categories. With all that out of the way, let's get into the effects of the Civil War. I'm going to start with African Americans. Needless to say, African Americans did not have a good when it came to social, economic, and political status pre-war, so there really is only room for improvement for them. One major effect of the Civil War was obviously them receiving freedom via the 13th Amendment. Although the Emancipation Proclamation was issued earlier, However, that didn't totally outright ban slavery, and it was really only effective in the seceded Confederate states. Quick side note, the Emancipation Proclamation targeting the Confederate states doesn't seem very smart to me, because the states in the Confederacy have seceded from the Union, meaning they are no longer part of it. Then Lincoln goes and issues legislation from the Union, saying that the Confederacy can no longer have slaves. Like, what did you think was going to happen? The Confederates were just going to listen to it? There was no longer They were no longer part of the Union at the time, so why would they listen to Union legislation? Anyway, the the abolishment of slavery was a monumental social effect on African Americans, specifically because now instead of being viewed as property primarily by the South, they had some of the same rights as whites, although there was still much that needed to be done, as can be seen from the Civil Rights Movement in the 1960s. One major factor contributing to the early equality was the Freedmen's Bureau. The Freedmen's Bureau contributed by providing rations and supplies to the South after the devastation of the war and equally distributed resources among the races. The Freedmen's Bureau also helped provide many African Americans with schooling, which was essential since they were not previously even allowed to be literate in the South, let alone go to an actual school. This is significant because the only experiences slaves really had was farming, or house care in some cases, and they didn't exactly have money to go and start their own farm and Southerners wouldn't exactly be eager to start paying their ex-slaves, especially when so much Reconstruction needed to be done in the South and how there was more widespread poverty. So by allowing them a chance at schooling, it opened up new job opportunities that required an education, such as politics. Which brings us to our next category, political effects. Although the political effects weren't as big of a leap, there was still progress made. For example, many African Americans actually ran for government positions and won, which allowed for more African American representation in politics, which was important since there was now millions of free African-Americans that needed a voice. Their voice was further amplified by the 15th Amendment, which forbade the denial of voting rights based on ethnicity, meaning black citizens could now vote, which was a huge step. The next category is economic effects. Here, the Freedman's Bureau makes another appearance. They supplied many African-Americans with farming supplies to help them start farms of their own, and many also became sharecroppers for plantation owners and earned a small wage. Although they were getting paid, it was such a small amount that they were barely able to survive off of it and remained very poor. However, even though they were poor, it was still a step up from the conditions of slavery, slavery where they were beaten, and whipped and received no pay. Now they were free from their restraints and could begin to work towards their American dream. The final category is the extras or miscellaneous one. One standout effect was a sort of mass migration around the country where ex-slaves would search for family members who were separated from their family during slavery. That covers the effects on African Americans. Next up is slaveholders. Slaveholders were probably one of the most well-off groups in America at the time. They had nearly free labor aside from an upfront cost large amounts of land for farming, huge amounts of money, and a very strong social influence, depending on how prevalent the family was in the area. This all came crashing down both during and after the war. I'm going to start with social effects. Many men running these plantations were soldiers for the Confederacy during the war and believed strongly in their cause. Ultimately, they did lose the fight and would carry the shame of defeat back home. Losing to the Union definitely angered many people, and these cotton giants coming home with a loss weren't praised by many, considering how bad living conditions had gotten with them being gone and no one to run the plantations. So the general public and their families saw them as failures and the cause of horrible living conditions. The economic effects were even worse. The slaveholders lost everything. Their slaves were free, fields destroyed, money gone due to no income, and an increase in the price of resources from the Union blockade. And if they were unlucky enough to be living in Georgia, then their homes and fields were most likely burned to the ground from General Sherman's march to the sea and total war policy. They basically had to completely rebuild everything. Politically, they also suffered catastrophic losses. The cotton giants that had previously been so influential socially and politically now had nothing and couldn't contribute. Plus, the the South had no party to turn to because of their reliance on the government of the Confederacy and no party to run for the Union government. They really backed into a corner and really only had one option, which was to comply with whatever the Union wanted. Slaveholders took the largest hit of any group in the South, but the general populace in the states where the war was fought also felt the blows of the Union. Socially, one major effect on the population where the war was fought was the Southern culture and prestige was completely diminished due to famine and poverty from supply shortages. The upper elite that were once thought of as these noble figures were now no different than anyone else and were scrounging for scraps to survive. They also lost significantly in a political sense because of the Union overpowering them and having no real party to get behind since they had put all their eggs in one basket with the Confederacy. Economic effects were really the most obvious and prevalent. The Union blockade of the South prohibited supplies from foreign nations coming in and completely cut off southern cotton trade to Britain, making it extremely hard to sell their crops and make a profit. And the lack of resources coming in caused a mass increase in the price of goods causing widespread famine and poverty, which, as mentioned before, led to the downfall of the southern aristocracy and prestige. One positive benefit, however, was the foundation of the Red Cross by battlefield nurses living and working around the front lines in areas caught in the war. This was specifically impactful because it allowed higher quality healthcare care in hospitals to arise, and the Red Cross is still around today. So this all would not be possible without those battlefield nurses, which brings us to our next segment, Women. Women highly bene- benefited from the Civil War. They didn't gain as many rights right away like African Americans did, but their contributions and supporting roles in the war really helped them propel themselves forward into gaining the same rights as men in America. Socially, women gained a lot, especially in the South. For example, pre-war women were not put into management roles and typically were just tasked with house care or mundane tasks, and depending on how well off they were, didn't even do that and had a slave do the charge for them. But that all changed during the war. When the men went off to fight The only people left on the home front were primarily women and children. This forced women to become the leaders of the household. They were often required to oversee slaves and manage the plantation while their husbands were away, and were the ones really holding the southern home front together. Political effects were most notable in the North. One major one is Florence Nightingale, asking the federal government for a hygiene or sanitary service for the army, and the government actually starting one called the United States Sanitary Commission, showing that women had an influence in politics that hadn't been seen before. The women's rights movement also gained more support because of their contributions to the war, which eventually led to them gaining the right to vote. Economically, women didn't necessarily gain much, but they contributed in ways never seen before. I touched on this in social effects, but women ran many businesses and farms while the men were away, and also worked producing supplies for the war effort. The most significant effect was the increase of nurses on both sides of the war. Many women worked bandaging and caring for the sick and wounded. All around, women contributed huge amounts to the war on both sides and helped hold the home front together. Now, the American population as a whole, it's hard to say whether it benefited or not due to their being loss and gain, depending on which side you look at. Socially, America became a much more diverse and equal in racial terms, but was far from being perfect. The African-Americans being discriminated against heavily in the South and even being hung and killed in some areas. Politically, Republicans took over the government due to their main opposition and Democrats supporting the Confederacy, which fell apart, causing the party to crumble and not really be able to compete. Although it would bounce back, obviously, as they are hugely prevalent today. Economically, there were huge effects such as one national currency being created in 1863 for use in all states, where previously states could issue their own currency. This was hugely significant because it made interstate commerce much more streamlined and easier. The United States also became more heavily industrialized, primarily in the north. But that started pre-war and really took off during the war, when supply demand skyrocketed and farming was still extremely prevalent, especially in the south, since the area was great for growing crops. And that's what the Southerners were best at. One extra effect was healthcare. Due to organizations such as the Red Cross and the United States Sanitary Commission being founded, the quality of healthcare vastly increased, and high quality hospitals came forward, which would change medicine forever. Overall, the Civil War greatly changed America as a whole and has left a lasting impact socially, economically, and politically. Finally, my sources. None of this would be possible without credible information. So the articles I used were the American Pageant History Textbook, the Civil War section of the History.com and images and descriptions of the Civil War, which can be found at tinyurl.com TG2VWX8. Thank you for watching. I've been your host, Andrew Pulaski, and this has been a brief history of the United States.